0: happy what do you have to drink happy tonight, happy Chris? be you know, what else stay true stay real stay righteous what do you have to drink tonight chris i'm going to have me an anchor steam this is by anchor brewing company from san francisco Anchor Steam, another, the steam another of an western, Another western, west coast mm. brewing company. Interesting. Yeah, Anchor Bay. So apparently this company was bought by Maytag, Fritz Maytag. Fritz? Maytag. Or, I'm sorry, the company, I'm saying an- Anchor Brewing Company, was apparently bought by Fritz Maytag. Fritz. I wonder if it's the same Maytag like the brand, you know like washers and dryers, Maytag, the Maytag man. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not familiar with that. (laughs) Oh, you're not? Uh oh The Maytag man. You know what I'm talking about? It's the guy like in the blue suit with a little hat on and... I don't don't remember. It's Maytag. It's like it's a brand. There's a brand called Maytag. I don't, know, I don't know if this has any affiliation with it I'm sure it's not but it just made me think of that I was like that'd be kind of cool if the maytag man <laughs> the maytag man bought his own brewing company anchors anchors Brewing company owned by the Maytag man I would try it I would drink it now it's weird because some of the commercials are kind of strange because I think the recent ones I feel like it was it was an actual maybe at one time the Maytag man was like an actual mechanic that would come around and, like, work on people's refrigerators, really like a, ovens. Like a service man? I, I don't know. That's what, that's what he looks like. But but now they've got these commercials where they'll show that character, but they'll be, like, doing something, and then it's almost like they are the utility. So, like, one <laughs> just shows the guy just, like, emptying ice into somebody's cup, and he's just standing there in, like, one spot. He'll do, like, you know, he'll hand them out, like, a bowl of lettuce or something, and he find out he's a refrigerator. Or the one guy's like washing the dishes and he's squatted down and then it backs out and he's the dishwasher. So it's like you're now all of a sudden these Maytag men have <laughs> possessed your <laughs> have possessed your utilities now, right? How so my dishwasher isn't really washing my dishes. There's a human being. There's slave labor. Maytag is using slave labor. They're dressing these people up to go inside of your utilities and do the work for you for free. That sounds like a class act. I don't understand how that's supposed. To, I don't understand how that's supposed to sell. How that's supposed to sell product. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I got way off track. Anyways, how point is, I just saw Maytag, and it made me wonder if it was the same Maytag, and and I don't know. That's something I had to research. But Fritz Maytag apparently changed his brewing company. You remember telling us about the mass that was? Um, it moved in your house. Oh, in, this house. Yeah, in, stu- in well, this house. in this in this house. Yeah, you said there was there was a mask that you got from um, Africa when you visited Africa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you said that the mask was moving directions. I still have it. Update. Now, now I've actually taken it down because Oh, did you? For spooky season, I've decorated a lot of my interior. Oh. And the area where <laughs> it it's normally at. Spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the I maybe I need to bring it back out. It's the most uh, it's the creepiest decoration I have. But no, seriously, I've taken it down because I have some some other decorations in its place. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a lot of updates. I will say that since I've taken it down, I, I haven't had any weird experiences. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like before I put up the decorations, I was still having the same issue. I would set it, I would set it to a certain angle, mm-hmm. and every time I would come into the room, it would be turned away from that angle. I can never explain why. I tried everything. <laughs> I even tried like vibrations, like jumping around near it to see if the vibrations were making it move. Yeah. Or trying to watch and see if the the dogs were coming up and somehow rubbing against it. Nothing. Uh-huh. Couldn't figure anything out. It's the weirdest thing. Um or like a draft or anything? No, nothing nothing, nothing, nothing. I could find. So nothing <sighs> natural I could find. So it's just very bizarre. We'll see once I get I don't know, maybe I should bring it out because maybe it'll be the most active during this time of year. I don't know. You never know, man. Maybe it has it. Maybe it has like a hex or something put on it. Who knows? I don't know, man. It, it's all about it's all about how you perceive a lot of those things. Like if you think that that dark actions or dark thoughts draw in that type of energy, maybe that is a way for it to manifest itself, like a poltergeist. <laughs> well, in, in, in whatever way it manifests itself, and however whatever it comes from. We're so dismissive of things when we don't draw our thoughts or feelings to it. So if ghosts feed off energy of fear, like they say demons eat off fear, the energy of fear and things like that, then what's to say that not giving it that attention and not being afraid of it somewhat protects you from it, right? Hey, sometimes I wonder if <laughs> the more you believe in something, the more it does sort of The more it manifests, reality. right, right. Uh, maybe I mean, that's maybe that's sort of the same ideology is that if you don't think about it or you don't believe in it or you turn your back to it, whatever, mm-hmm. that it sort of doesn't exist. I, you don't exist to me, and it doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you're ghosting your monsters, right? Well, I mean, there's like, I mean, isn't there like a theory? It's um or the law of attraction. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Kind of like a philosophy that says whatever you so you, if you think whatever you draw to right. you. You know, I mean, and, and and I believe that I do believe that. Oh, I, yeah, to I mean, a it degree. makes yeah. well, it makes perfect sense. If you focus your time and your energy on making something manifest in whatever means it is, you're you're putting effort towards it regardless, right? So no you're matter in the mindset, what, if anything, right? Right, right. I mean, it's kind of a uh, it's, and that's not to say that it isn't some kind of you know spiritual awakening or. Or a reactivating of sorts. Whatever it may be. The point is, is it works. You gravitate towards the things you want. Naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of people don't because they have doubts and anxieties about it. And it keeps them from doing that. It keeps them from floating towards the reality that they want. Why do you think that is? Well, because we're given illusions to compensate. Think about the, the foundation of our society. How we're structured. If you were to take away the idea that contributing to society as a whole is better collectively, well, what would happen? Nobody would co- contribute to society. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really believe that? Absolutely. Do you believe everybody would say, oh, okay, then fuck everybody else. I'm not, I am don't care. They're on their own. You're on your own. No, no, I uh, I'm not talking about descending into lawlessness. I'm talking about people breaking through the illusion of me grinding 30 or 40 years Mm -hmm. just to achieve this age of 63 and now 67. I'm sorry. Is is that right? Is it 67 now? Whatever it is. 65. (laughs) But anyways, I've achieved an age where I've lived a, a really long fucking time. And unfortunately, we are organic organisms. We naturally degrade over time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of people who can say that they're they're in the best shape of their life at that point in their life. But that's the time that you're expected to now live. That's the time you're expected to. to that's how long to it, now takes be you, free. it takes I was going <laughs> to say That's how long it takes you to buy your freedom, right? To buy your freedom, right? When you're when you can <laughs> barely also, and do some anything. Some people can with only it. hope for that. Some people can only hope for that being the the landmark for them to. Right. To reach. I mean. I mean. we I mean, have to go longer than that. Well no. I mean. I think on it's, their debts. And whatever's going on. In I'm, their life. I mean. I think it's even debated to this day. That. The majority of our population. Will begin to start receiving. Less and less. Social security. Ah. It'll never run out. They always say that. Yeah. I mean. I we can't. I mean. We also can't. Make the money manifest for Alex. I hate else to tell you. Either. I hate to tell you. I don't know that you and I are going to be <laughs> ever seeing any well, of that. We know you're sixty five, <laughs> but we need another ten years out of you. But I'm I'm so tired. And so we'll weak. pay for your funeral. Well, That'll listen, that's part of the deal. Kind of how you give us another works. ten years, we'll cover the funeral cost. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Appreciate it. Because it would it would be shit like that, man. I'm telling you. I'm a cynic. You can call me what you want, <laughs> man. <laughs> I've seen some stuff, man. I've seen people. Oh, man. That's the scariest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I've been really lucky. That's the scariest thing we're facing this season. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've been lucky, and I think you've also – I think you also have been as well. But we've all – we've worked in different types of job fields, that's actually exposed us to the different types of people. I mean, in in many variations. I mean, we've seen humble people. We've made really good friends through those experiences. We've met very greedy people. We've met selfish people. I mean, there's been a lot of different types of human beings we've come across in our experiences. But I think it's easy for people to get encapsulated in their own world and to see things only for the way that it is to create your own to create your own fantasy illusion make your own reality right and and i think some people are okay with it because it's very safe but the problem is and it's one of those things that i think we you know we were talking about earlier about um you know what the pandemic did for people but it allowed them to stop and think about who they were and what they were doing even if it was for an extremely brief period of time Let's say that your business, you know, closed down for two weeks because of you know exposure. There was just too many people out, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere in your year, you get two weeks of vacation time just inserted into your busy life. <laughs> I started like improving their their lives, learning. Well, they were getting money. they were, I mean, they still, getting to I mean, people have been to combine experience money. things with their family and children. I mean, yeah, it's been an absolute revelation. Um, I think, for, for I a think lot it freaked people, a lot of people out. I think I've, it freaked them out. <clears throat> I've met some people who have had experiences through lockdowns and things of that nature that to see how, how it's changed certain people's lives, it's almost been a reawakening of sorts. It's been things that people, they've woke up out of their zombie modes, out of their programmed modes, and they start come to see out of, something out. they come out of the Matrix. <laughs> right, they start to see something out of the confines of the current architects that we live in i think that's very true i do believe that that a lot of people did have sort of that strange questioning of like what is this like what the fuck am i doing no i mean just like let's say you you work a job that you're miserable in but it affords you a lifestyle that while you're not at your job you're you're enjoying your life while you're outside of work What's funny is you can also manifest that life without having to contribute to the cog, the machine. It's a poison. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, I, I, I do agree with that to a degree. I think a lot of people had, I think it freaked them out a little bit. I'm sorry, I, I got way off track. I think the pandemic gave people two things that they never had. It gave them time and money. That's right. something we've never had. Nobody's ever had that in their life. I mean... This literally was an anomalous event that happened. No, literally. Think right. about it. We're still Went. we're still dealing with it. We're still trying I mean, to recuperate from it. Right. I mean, it's kind of been this strange fracture in our time space continuum. It literally there was this steady flow of events. That even the stock market just plummeted. I mean, things just fell off. Everything shut down. We started going to these weird, you know, restrictions to try to contain the damn thing, and we knew nothing about it. It was this. Absolutely, it's been absolutely chaotic. But it afforded people time and money. And with those two factors not stressing the populace out, look what happened. Look at some of the cataclysmic things that's happened. Look at some of the really cool things that's happened from it. Think of some of the innovation that's came from it. And the moment that we try to break from the system, that we try to live with, hold on to this... This pocket of time that we've all been afforded, most of us have been afforded, and now that it's kind of slipping away, I think people are, are waking up and they're demanding more out of life now. What you get to see out of that is you see both sides of a fractured system and the sides of humanity speaking. You see humanity saying, we want more time, we want to be paid better, fuck, we want to live better. There's not one person... There's not one singular person or group that is oppressed. We're all oppressed. Have you ever seen the uh, capitalism pyramid? Uh-uh. So, anyways, cap- the capitalism pyramid, it shows these different levels of society yeah. through capitalism. Mm-hmm. And on the very top, on the peak of it, it shows, like, the wealthiest of wealthy, like the billionaires, trillionaires, the mm-hmm. high people. Right. And they're up there on the top. <laughs> then below that, it has the um the religious groups it shows like the religious oh, people no. or whatever oh. no I'm I'm serious, and then below that it has like the military they don't people. pay taxes they have like the military people uh-huh. or whatever yeah. or the 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 force I God, guess. That's, that's and then below that it has kind of like the the upper echelon like business owners and stuff uh-huh. like that and- the, the level below that it shows all these people holding up the pyramid, <laughs> and that's like the common people and it's every level uh, below one level is feeding the next level above it.
1: right? And so the right.
0: people on the very bottom, it says feeds all. We're just feeding all of these people above us that we're carrying the whole time. There's all these different levels. They're just kind of living in their own world, and we're down here <laughs> basically feeding all of that for them right. to be able to sustain those lifestyles right. all the way up to the peak. What you're talking about is something that's really cool to kind of or it's something that's really nice to take a a step back and look at, because when you look at the system and you analyze it in that sense, it makes sense, but it almost makes it feel like it's an anti-capitalist remark. Mm -hmm. That's not really the problem. It doesn't matter that there's different levels of aristocracy. It's as simple as the people on the bottom just simply want to live better than what they are. Right. We don't ask a whole lot. (laughs) There's simply a barrier and it's a big trust me when i say this it's a lot larger group of people than most people probably would think that literally can't break through the barrier and understand what real wealth is there's lots of us that think we're wealthy and they have no and we have no fucking clue what it is to be wealthy you don't understand well, because there literally all the lower is that levels. type of entry barrier <laughs> into it. Anyways, wow. I'm, I'm going on a tangent. And so what's funny about that is, is yeah, you can take a step back and look at that as a whole and see what it all stands for and how it works and take it for what it is. I mean, that's what our countries, that's how our current economic system functions. And then you can also look at socialism. And there's a lot of people that love it. But unfortunately, if we base it on the facts of what we've seen in the past, Socialism unfortunately always ends the same way because socialism is the forerunner to communism. So, what happens when someone is elected there, to? There, there's a saying by a famous person that actually says if socialists actually understood economics, they wouldn't be socialists. <laughs> I can't remember the person who said that, but it's essentially right. the idea that, like, once you really understand the basis of socialism, uh-huh. it doesn't work. Eventually, somebody's money's going to run out. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher said something along that oh, line. Really? She did. Yeah, <laughs> she said that along the lines that, like, the problem with socialism is is that eventually... Rich people's money runs out. The juice runs dry. Right, right. You can see, you can you can do your we- warrior about how well the, we- the super wealthy need to basically help the greater good. Right. But eventually, you're gonna, you're going to bleed them dry too. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't well, work. Well, and one of the main factors is because because the problem with it is is I actually really like socialism. It's funny because we're talking about all the reasons it doesn't work, but I think the the concept of socialism is a beautiful idea. Right. It's a concept of everybody. Equally living a good life. correct. Equally sharing and living. So so you believe in that philosophy? I think it's an inc- right. a great philosophy, because why not? Why, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be better if we could all, instead of all of us accepting our fates as it is, if we somehow had this revelation where we all collectively figured out how to just help each other, and everybody kind of just did what they want and did what made them happy. Right and we all collectively lived really nice lives but there but there's sort of the problem right is that everybody What's... has to work collectively to make this work right you can't have somebody who says i'm cool living in this society but i will contribute nothing to right it. i will just i will just consume you know as we were talking about earlier that socialism eventually is the forerunner to communism mm-hmm. so At the same time, because we are human, we can't all collectively agree on what needs to happen. So it's kind of formulated through this idea that someone probably, you know, hopefully the best of us, the wisest, the chieftain, will lead us and help us make and guide us and make our decisions. Well, there's one unfortunate factor about the chieftain. And you know what that is? It's the fact that the chieftain's human. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And what happens to most people who go into power? Absolute power breeds absolute corruption. <laughs> it's just too tempting. People are, We're just innately too selfish. So it never minute. ends well. You mean
1: that it's what never I say
0: <laughs> will happen? Right, right. I mean, essentially in, in our government, it's not supposed to be that way. The the president, d- and really doesn't, have, the power's really not in the president's hands. <laughs> the people making the decisions are the represent the House. Oh, right, and right representatives, they're the ones pretty much pushing all the, mm-hmm. which that in itself is a whole, the policy. They, <laughs> got, you've got, well, two people who have been too wealthy and too fat just basically get it going into the office every day, <laughs> chit-chatting about whatever. Oh, and they, it's don't obscene, deal, they don't want to deal with the problems of the world. It's obscene. I just want to make my paycheck. It's obscene. Or it's the way I look at it, at least. <laughs> it's still nice to see somebody being passionate about what they believe in. I'm like, that's what this is about. And you don't believe there's enough of that, is what you're saying. No, I agree. I agree with that. Instead of just saying we don't have the money to to enact your policy, so it's not going to happen, why not maybe try to come up with a compromise? Uh Oh, Oh, no, there's that word again. Christopher. Don't you, don't you, don't you say that in this house. It's such a filthy word. The C word? Compromise. Why don't you come up with a compromise? I used to have an old Nissan Sentra. I don't know if you remember that. It was like a silver Nissan Sentra China, yeah. and it had the electric seatbelts. It was a 94 Nissan Sentra. Probably my favorite car that I ever owned. I even had it was tiny. It was incredible on gas. It never broke down. And I mean I probably had it for at least a good, I don't know, 7-8 years before it finally just kicked over cuz it was so old. While I had this car after it was it was such a junky car and I kept nothing in it that um, I would leave the, the door unlocked all the time. Because number one, I thought, who in their right mind is going to want to steal from this car? Which I believe is being at a young age and as naive as I was, I soon found out that wasn't true. It doesn't matter how your car looks. I went to go eat at a restaurant one night with some friends of mine, and I used to leave just all of my change in my car, every bit of it. I always put it all. I had a, ch- uh, you know, like the ashtrays and the old cars that would pull out. Yeah. I don't even. Do they even still put ashtrays in cars? I don't think so. Not <laughs> I don't think they have that anymore. I don't so, encourage people to smoke in their vehicles. <laughs> no, seriously, they don't. No, you're probably right. But um, so this had an ashtray, um, you know, shelf thing, whatever that you could, you know, you could pull out where you would, mm-hmm. you know, tip your cigarette off into, and that's where I put all my change. And it was this car had a massive ashtray. We went to a restaurant that night, and whenever <clears throat> after we got done eating at the restaurant, I came back out to my car, and. After I would eat Mexican food, I used to get really bad heart I used to have stomach ulcers, so I would get really, really bad heartburn. And <laughs> my- I always kept some Tums in my Nissan Sentra. Yeah. So I-, I opened the door, and I'm looking around for my Tums, and I noticed that all the change was gone from my car. <laughs> And I got to looking around, and I noticed that, like, and they actually were, were very polite, and, like, like when they removed some of the paperwork and stuff in between the seats that I had, like, they had actually, like, kept it all stacked and, and put it neatly on the seat. They didn't put they filed it back. It for you. They would filed it for you. Right, they didn't put it. Right, yeah, they order. put it. They put it, they put it <laughs> I didn't check. But I remember I noticed all the change was gone, and they had left the door open. So somebody came through and got maybe, I don't know, $5 worth of change. I was pissed off. Because as I was looking around and realizing that my car had been had been vandalized, r- vandalized, <laughs> you've been robbed. I also came to realize that those motherfuckers took my tums. Couldn't believe it. So Could have given vastity. a fuck less about the change. So those assholes. Damn, they knew I was tums. having Mexican tonight. Couldn't believe it. So you, so you are gonna steal somebody's change, but what a low! But to take somebody's tums, what a low fucking blow, man. I'll never forget that. God, I remember being so angry about that. Maybe they thought there were some type of drugs or something. Was it in like a like a Ziploc bag or anything weird like that to make them look? No, I just had it on a tray, sitting right right, right. beside my ashtray. Okay. Well, you pieces <laughs> Maybe of shit! They thought it was some kind of drugs. And they were like, "Oh fuck! I hit the jackpot, man! I got some change. I get me a burrito." Who takes? Who steals tongues? <laughs> They were open. They were already open. Oh, God. (laughs) Hey, man, I love these things. I love eating these things. I don't get it. I don't get it. And they weren't even—they weren't even like the chewies. They were like the chalky kind, oh, God. you know, the real maybe like. They had bad acid reflux. Maybe they—maybe <laughs> you walked—maybe you walked past somebody who was in there eating off of your change, and they had their tongues ready for their heartburn, and you didn't even realize they were the person that stole from you, Alex. They were in there eating a fucking Jimmy Chonga and having a margarita on your on your dime. Hey, man, I, you know what? And it's cool, man. I got, I got these free tubs with me too, dog. I see some guy sitting at the yeah. table across from me, counting out a bunch of change. I'm like, wait a minute. He's paying That's for his strange. first beer with. That's fucking odd. That looks like that bicentennial quarter I used to have in my in my ashtray of my car. Oh, shit. Wow, those are really rare. <laughs> well, as always, Chris, it's been a good time. I agree. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out at any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.